This station is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcastshoutcast.com. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Welcome to Star Wars on Direct number 66. The Grand Army of the Republic is tonight's main subject. I'm Sebastian, joined today by my friend Brian, of course, as usual. Welcome, Brian. Um, I'm good, dude. Are you? Yeah. Is that so? Okay. Uh, you didn't ask me, but I'm good. <laughs> You're, like, anticipating my questions now. Yeah. That, that's Bye, Sebastian. Keep up the good work, man. Keep up the good work. <laughs> no, oh shit! Smoke's coming out of his ears. Okay, so tonight we're gonna have, of course, the polls, the collecting news, the fan audio releases, the community update, and Brian's gonna tell you how you can contact us because this is a live show, ladies and gentlemen. This is a show just for you, so that you can come and say, "Well, you know what? I think in the Republic Army there should be like Ugnaughts because they're small and they would be good spies." Now we don't say that we're gonna take that into like consideration, but. We're going to think you're crazy. No, we're not going to... Th- wait, we'll, we'll take it into consideration. 
So you can reach us by email at studio at swndirect.com. You can get our Star Wars on Direct newsletter, get onto our chat, uh, check us out on the webcam, listen to us live, get to our blog, get to our new Star Wars on Direct message board, all on the main page, which is www.swndirect.com. You can also reach us by MSN Messenger at swendirect at hotmail.com. Yeah, you go, you go. I'm excited. Are you now? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, this this has been like a long weekend. Because I've seen Rent. Oh, my God. I went to see a musical. Oh, my God. You really are a girl inside. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm a freaking wuss. You're like a big pussy. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. It was actually a very good movie. Uh-huh. And it's like good entertaining music. Right. Yeah, no, no, seriously. I've I've been practicing. You want you want to hear me sing? No. No. No, okay. I heard you sing before the show started. Okay. It's enough. You don't want I've heard you uh sing uh, karaoke. Oh. Hey, that was a very good Sega begin impersonation. It's it's for a freaking MIDI file. How do you want me to sing with a MIDI file? <sighs> All right. Well, folks, we want to tell you that uh, the sound card might crash during the show today. Don't worry. We're going to be back online. Uh, right now, it seems to be doing okay so far. So keep up the good work, little one. We trust in you. And um, to go back to Rent, I think it's a very good movie, and people should go see it. And Brian, you should like go see it with your girlfriend because it's definitely a good movie to go see with your girlfriend. Okay. See what she has to say. <laughs> She's probably gonna be in the chat right now saying, "I don't give a crap." <coughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, uh, ongoing with uh, today's main subject, I'm gonna mention the fact that I'm looking for Star Wars Insider issue number 84, limited edition collector cover number one and two of three. Why? Because I've been reading my number one of three. So, like, I need a new one. <laughs> You're a freak. Yeah, but I want to cut it out. Because it's got those nice Republic Commandos images and all that. So, yeah. Hey, I think we should put that in Miss News. Did you put Mr. Officer Pepin in the Miss News? Yes, I did. You did? That's good. So we're going to go hear all about that now. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Master Fisto. Trust your insight, we do. So welcome to the POTS for this November 28th, 29th, 2005. Sorry, 28th was yesterday. Yeah. So, um, Sebastian was just mentioning that there was a new um, fan, not fan fiction, new fiction inside of... The uh, Last Insider, which is number... What is it? 85. 85? Yes. Um, It's by Karen Travis, and it's about Darth Vader um, confronting two clone dark Jedi as a test by the Emperor. Um, Now, one of the officers in the the story is uh, named after none other than the ex-producer of Star Wars Underwrite, Danny Pepe. So it's Officer Pepe. That's right. Yes, um, I, th- I don't think it's a too big of a deal if we tell him that you know, he dies. 
Spoilers! Oh my god! You're gonna die, Danny! Dead! Spoilers, how could you? But yeah, he dies, but can you tell us more about it? What's really great is that... Oh... That's not supposed to happen. No, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> Sorry. Is that uh, what Karen Travis said was that uh, Pepe is um, had a little bit of a Star Wars flavor to it, and then it's without baggage. It's it's short and it's like five or six letters and it's two syllables, and it's uh, kind of Star Warsy and it's pretty much the same thing that he would have that she would have uh, written herself. So um, there you go. It's kind of something she would have done, so she likes to uh, put little uh, winks to people that she knows inside of her stories. That's right, so thank you very much, Karen, for, you know, immortalizing Danny. Danny in the uh, Star Wars universe. Forever. I think it deserves it. Officer Minot. I don't think that would... Do you think that would work? I don't think... Officer GGM Minot. No, no, that would definitely not work. But you know what? Like, Officer Kieran's would work. That's nice. I'd yeah. see that. But Officer Minot, the fuck is he from? He's certainly not from Karelia, that's for sure. He's, he's kind of, uh, he's probably from Duros. From Duros? Yeah, he freaks with big heads and big eyes. Are you telling me I got a big head and big eyes? No, you got really small. It's more of a pumpkin. Uh, oh, oh, I see. Uh, you saw that, didn't you? Yeah, okay. By the way? Yeah? Like, hi, Adria. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, so there's also going to be some new information. I got some information from Mikael, from Jeff of Sith Clan. There will be a new uh, re-re edition of the Rebel Storm miniatures set again, as opposed to Clone Strike or Revenge of the Sith, which will not have reprints. It seems. Actually, Revenge could still have a reprint, Clone? but there are so many. Didn't they say that Clone Strike no. was going to have one? No, only if people enough, enough people wanted it, and not enough people wanted it. What the hell? Yeah, come on, people, get to march up there, dude. You just want more clones? Yes. <laughs> You're disgusting. Like I that. admit it. I just want them clones. And uh, there's no Revenge of the Sith on the uh, well. There's uh, lots of Revenge on the Sith uh, boosters, but there's no more. Uh, Boosters as much as more. There's a star, there's no boosters, rather. Okay. So uh, that's it for the pulse. I think we're going to head into the. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind the scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community and the only fan audio community recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. And we're back to Star Wars on Direct. Yay! <laughs> well, tonight in the, um, in the wonderful news of uh, Fan Audio, I want to mention to you that Ronies on Radio has released two episodes. One is the special edition number three. Uh, it uh, was released on the 27th. Uh, with Jeff and Colleen review crazy songs. I gotta go listen to that because it seems funny. And of course, uh, Ronies on Radio number seventeen was released. Uh, it's, it features an interview with a gentleman named Michael on the topic of homelessness in America and what can be done to help the situation. So everyone, I highly encourage you to go listen to that episode because you know what? It's something that we all have to live with 
even though we have we might have a home some people don't and you know what we might just be able to do something in order to help them get one without even knowing it and uh, Star Wars Bookies number 4 has been released after a minor delay of uh, one week Brendan Harbicky has returned with Star Wars Bookies number 4 featuring a review of Han Solo's Revenge and more see I gotta do that better I'm out of it tonight don't fuck up I'm sorry I'm sorry all of it alright well that's pretty much it for the uh, Fanworks news anyway so we'll be right back Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. All right, well, into the connecting news today. It's like, see, my brain is just not following. Ah, we want to mention that uh, the Kubrick Series 5 is coming out. Hyperspace Japan has sent in the images of the Kubrick Series 5 from Medicom. Uh, it will include Yoda, Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight, Slave Leia, Admiral Akbar, the Death Star Gunner, and Snaggletooth. In the chat, that's right, you will be able, in about two seconds... To see a wonderful link. Also, Jabba Battle Master is coming out for the Atactics series. Uh, it's in uh, Series 3 Atactics Battle figure. Jabba the Hutt Battle Master, the gangster slugs feature ball firing actions and salacious crumbs sitting loyally by his side, also with his little uh, pipe over there. It's disgusting. It looks like a big blob about, like, you know. That is revolting. Burps and stuff into, like, kid's face. So, that is also in the chat room as a link. And, I want to mention that um, MouseDrive.com has been linked uh, from Galactic Hunter, actually, and they got like some sort of new director's cut for the 18 DVD box set covering all six movies. And apparently, like, George Lucas will be uh, revisiting some Star Wars footage. Uh, I'm sending you the link right now, but uh, go take a look at the, the the news and go download the video if you want to. It's a uh, Windows Media video. Ugh. Yeah, I know, Brian. Ugh. But some of us have to do that. Uh, how's your clone collection, Brian? Four. <laughs> That's all you have, basically. Well, uh, Case Fresh is offering right now for about 50 bucks the... Uh, nice set of uh, clone evolution from the simple clone trooper to the stone trooper the dirty one and uh, it's very nice so I'm actually sending the the, the main link because there's all the battle packs that I'm going to be talking about uh, basically the uh, the clone attack on Coruscant with you know droids in in the gunship cool isn't it cool it's just so great except that there's no gunship it's only figure assortment. But for those of you who got yourself a gunship, well now you're going to have figures to be able to go in it. And of course you've got all the other wonderful packs that uh, we've been discussing for the past few months now. And I'm going to be 
sending you guys in the chat room a little special of the week, which is basically the Clone Wars commemorative DVD collection packs. Uh, one is with uh, Commander Commander Bly. Mm-hmm. No. No, it's Commander Cody. Commander Cody, Obi-Wan, and General Grievous. And the second one is with Anakin, Sacetine, and a clone trooper of Episode 3. Which can be seen in the Clone Wars as well. As the evolution, which is nice. And thus pretty much conclude the wonderful Galactic Hunter news. <laughs> Well, that's right, there's not much going on in the community these days. But Uh, you know what there is going on? What is there going on? Our show. Yes. Every Tuesday night. Yes. Is that out of change, though, Brian? Well, it will change, but we haven't locked it down. We've got an idea. We're not going to confirm it tonight, I don't think. No, no, we're not going to confirm it. But in the new year, people might want to schedule, like, a new night. Exactly. You might just want to do that. So... So uh, I want to wait, wait. Hold on a second. Well, you got something for today? Yeah, I do. I wow. Do. Go ahead. So Thursday is the first of the month. Okay. And the first of the month is when you should go vote for us on Podcast Alley. That's right. Go vote for us early. Go vote for us often. Okay. Because then we're on top, and every more people listen to us. More people show up in the chat room every day, and uh, that's just. So if you're having a hard time finding the link to Podcast Alley, just go onto our site, which is www.swendirect.com. Go over into our forums, and then into the show announcements, and then it's the first topic. Vote for us on Podcast Alley. Go in there, and then there's a link. That's right. That's all, people. And uh, I want to link people right now to our next show page. Uh, after the show, g- just go take a look at the next show page. There's something new that's been added in there. Really? Yeah. There's a little surprise. We want to know where you're from, so go click on that new icon right by the uh, Planet Fandom. And I uh, want to take a second to mention that uh, on this Sunday, I'll be giving out a check of 511 and 38. No, 511 dollars and 38 cents to the Foundation for Research into Children's Disease uh, during the annual Teleton. So Very that's cool. going to be happening on Sunday morning around 11.30. So Very for those cool. of you who actually do get, you know, French DQS TV here in Montreal, you can see me with Vader and two troopers at the Teleton. Is it, which which Vader are you putting on? Which Vader is it going to be? Nick? It's actually going to be Fossil. Okay, cool. Who's which troopers? Uh, we're gonna have uh, one <coughs> one commander Neo and uh, one shock trooper. Ooh, very so cool! So I'm gonna be very well protected. You are. Yes. Nobody what better play gonna, tricks. What are you gonna be disguised as? A Lucasfilm official. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be like just dressed up for the event. Okay, you gonna wear like a a, a tie. I'm not sure about the tie yet. Should wear a suit. Yeah. You'd look good in a suit. Brian, yes. stop doing those eyes. 
It's just creepy. Um, no, but seriously, that's uh, that's basically it. And uh, I want to mention that uh, you know what, people, the holidays are coming up, so you should think about going back to your families for at least one day. You know, really bring some turkey or some cranberries or whatever, make the family happy. And uh, we're, you know what, we're looking into maybe helping out your families, picking out the perfect gift for you. So. Just drop by the forums after the show because in the upcoming weeks we're going to be basically discussing what's the perfect gift for the Star Wars fan who's got everything right now. Yes, yes. That's the thing. Got everything? Well, okay, not everything because that's pretty much Steve Sansweet and well, can't, he doesn't count. We can't offer him anything. You know what? There's Danny just told me they reminded me that there's a new link in the upcoming shows box on the main page to take you directly to vote for us on Podcast Alley. So there you go. That's good. <coughs> All right. Um, well, Brian, you want to say hi to everyone in chat for us? Yes, I would. Adria, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. Okay, I'm not gonna do it now, but yeah, I will. Just say okay, I'll do it now. Adria, Bloodcat, uh, Delos, Gambler, Jai, Simon, uh, Lunatic, J- Simo Kenobi, Snakes, THX, eleven thirty nine. That's right. We're going to be talking about his cousins in a few minutes, uh, because we're going to be talking about the Grand Army of the Republic, which is basically consisted of clones, clones, and less clones. But clones with different genes. So, we're going to be right back to Star Wars on Direct right after this uh, Stormtrooper Bob, number 23. Here comes the Emperor, and a few sponsor breaks. We'll be right back. We'll be waiting for you, so you better be there. Hi, this is Darian Blade from www.jeditalk.com. Be sure to join us for our show every Sunday night live, where you can listen to the latest Stormtrooper Bob. Join us for our trivia contest. Listen to live interviews with authors like Michael Stagpole or Kevin J. Anderson. Also, a full two hours of Star Wars talk every week. So, remember, dark side or light, join us Sunday night. Hello, and how's everybody doing on this fine Sunday evening? Now we have Stormtrooper Bob number 23. Here comes the Emperor. Could I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Could I get an amen? Amen! All right, let's get this show on the road. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, the Emperor has announced that he will come to the new Death Star personally. We join Bob and his squad as they are getting ready for the Emperor's arrival. Hey, Angus, I don't think it matters how much you polish that armor. It won't take the dirt Chewbacca left in it. Ah, shut it. If I had two sets of armor like the rest of you, it wouldn't be a problem. Now, Angus, we talked about this. When I put in the request, they said making you a second suit of armor would cost the same as the Star Destroyer because of all the amount of material needed. Was that a fat joke? No, Angus, he was just saying that the Emperor has no big and tall shots, eh? Bob and his squad finish up their armor and head to the formation. Whoa, eh? Look at all these people. Yeah. Oh, well, let's go find our spot. Hey, there's Lieutenant Death encroaching. Let's ask him where our spot is. Lieutenant? Oh, yes, yeah, Sergeant Bob. Hello, I have a spot for you, right up near the front of the stormtroopers. Wow, thank you, sir. Bob and his squad go over to their spot in the formation. Lewis, what, what are you doing? Well, well nothing, eh? Lewis, what is that you're holding? 
nothing. It's just a sign, eh? Lewis, give me that. Now, what does this say? The Emperor rules. You can't have this. Oh, come on, Bob. It's not like I have a big foam hand that says Emperor number one like Angus said. What? Angus? All right. Give it up, guys. If you have anything other than your armor, hand it over. Good. You people, this is not a pod race. This is a formation. Ah, I could use a hot nerf dog. Angus, I just got tongue telling you that this is not a pod race. There is no nerf dog here. Well, milk, peanuts, hot nerf dogs. Over here. Yeah, I want a hot nerf dog and some blue milk for me mate here. Oh, hey, thanks, Angus. <laughs> All right. Finish quick, guys. Here comes the shuttle. Bob and his squad watched the shuttle land. They noticed Darth Vader standing right next to the landing platform. Hey, there's Lord Vader, eh? Yep. I swear he's the nicest guy in the Empire. Yeah. Oh, hey, there go the shuttle doors. Who is that old geezer getting out? Angus, you moron, that's the Emperor. You know, leader of the galaxy. Oh, hey, Emperor Palpatine, you rule. Angus, be quiet. Emperor Poppy, you rock the universe, eh? Dash, shut up! Go, go Poppy! Go, go Poppy! It's go your pa birthday! Go, Poppy! Listen, if you guys don't shut up, I will eject you into space. Oh, come on. Oh, jeez, he's gone. So what do we do now, eh? Well, I guess we could head to... Oh, there goes my comm link. Hold on. Hello? Oh, hey, Lord Vader! All right, we'll be right there. What's up, eh? Well, oh, oh boy. Lord Vader has ordered us to go to the throne room and to meet a Grand Admiral and the Emperor himself. Holy jeez. Oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Well, stow it. Where is Twitch? Right here, Bob. I was just talking to that Bothan. What were you talking about? Oh, he was just asking how we were protecting the incomplete Death Star and if it was really the Emperor on board. Oh, well. All right, well, let's go to the throne room. Bob and his squad go to the throne room to meet the Emperor and the Grand Admiral. Oh, well, this is nice. Whoa, look. There he is, eh? Ah, greetings, Bob, and your squad. You have done well, in fact, excellently. Therefore, I wanted to meet you. I also wanted to introduce you to one of my Grand Admirals, Thrawn. Well, hello, sir. Holy gee, sir. Hey, I've got some notion that'll clear that blue rash right up, eh? <laughs> ah, excellent. It is good that you and your squad have humor. What? No, really? Shut up, Lewis. Join us next week when we might hear Bob say... Lewis, shut up. Lewis might say... Holy jeez. Okay, so they will. But join us next week anyway on Stormtrooper Bob. Could I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Could I get an amen? Amen! Could I get a praise the emperor? Praise the emperor! Thank you. Do you ever feel lost? Have you ever felt like you're missing a guiding light? Well, join us on ISM, the Imperial Spiritual Network. Send us your money.
This episode of Stormtrooper Bob has been brought to you by www.jedi.com. Playing the voice of Stormtrooper Bob has been Eugene Cash. Playing the voices of the Lieutenant and Stormtrooper Angus has been Ian McCormick. Playing the voices of everybody else has been Mark Henderson. Remember, join us next week for another exciting episode of Stormtrooper Bob. Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, Vice Roy. Roger, Roger. All Star Wars apprentice will get a 5% discount on their purchases. For years, sci-fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> at planetfandom.com <laughs> At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, with your host Sebastian and co-host, of course, Brian. So, he's making faces in front of webcam. <laughs> that's, that's so ugly, man. It's really ugly. So for those of you who were watching the uh, the webcam just a few moments ago, you had a chance to had a trooper view, basically. Yep. I'd say that's what it's called. Like what it looks like to be inside a trooper's helmet, or almost. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So the Grand Republic Army. So Brian, what do you know about the Grand Republic Army? It's made up of clones. Okay. They wear they usually wear white armor of some sort. Okay. They're divided into several different forces. Okay. The most elite being the Arc Troopers. Go on. Then it's the uh, Republic Commandos. And I think it's the Shock Troopers. Not sure. It's, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh and then there's the army, and they're divided into several ranks. You have the generals, you have 
the captains, the sergeants, and the lieutenants. Not necessarily in that order. Sergeant, lieutenant, captain, and then general. Okay. Then there's obviously commander. I think above, somewhere in there as well. Um, that's that's pretty good. They're they're very um, good army. They 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 beat the Confederacy of Independent Systems. That's good. <laughs> and then they killed the Jedi. And then they killed the Jedi. Yeah, that was didn't that suck. Don't you think? Meh, they deserved it. Meh, Ooh. they deserved it. No, they didn't. Motherfuckers deserved it. Order sixty six. I'm down with it. You're done with Order 66. Did you notice how this is Star Wars on Direct Number 66? Yeah. And we're Other people have noticed that too. And we're doing that on the Grand Army of the Republic, which is kind of funny. And in all honesty, it's it's the Force who decided to happen that way. Because it really just happened that way. Creepy. I know. You're a creepy fuck. You know that? It's It just like came right into my mind. I'm like... Hell, we're going to do that. Alright, so, the Grand Army of the Republic, which is, in short, Gar. Looks like a, sounds like a pirate. <laughs> like I'd see everyone go like, Gar! Also known as the Clone Army, uh, comprised the armed forces of the Galactic Republic in its final years, and afterwards served as a nucleus for the armed forces of the Galactic Empire. It was created by the Kaminoan cloners on Kamino, and comprised of 200,000 clone trooper units. Actually... I got numbers. You like this great article in Insider number 84. For those of you who'd be interested, I highly suggest you go pick it up if your store still has it, because it was to be carried until yesterday. But, who knows? So, actually, the uh, the, the, the first batch of clone was of 1.2 million units at Tepoca City on Kamino. That's where we see uh, Obi-Wan <laughs> drop by. You choking, Brian? <laughs> Brian's choking in his water. <laughs> and of course, the worst thing I can do is make him laugh now. Yes. Um, You're nice like that. I know. Uh, but the Puka City was not the only center on Camino. There were two other generations. Uh, there was two million clones that were being grown at Baron Wu and Sudes stations in the is- isolated north of Camino for security reasons. Uh, and the months that followed Geonosis, the bulk of these additional clones reached maturity, and they were deployed as infantry, armored cavalry, starfighter corps, and navy forces. And so more, clo- more clones were still being produced, because some of these were newer clones that were transferred to secret facilities in Coruscant a year or so after the Battle of Geonosis, accompanied by Kaminoan technicians in case there were further attacks on Kamino. And these clones were raised and trained to become Palpatine's elite shock troopers and the 501st Legion. So, what's the goal of doing a show on the Grand Army of the Republic, are you asking me? Well, you know we see them a lot in Episode 3, and a lot of them actually kill some uh, Jedi Generals, and you wonder, you know, you really do wonder, uh, (laughs) you really do wonder, who are they, what do they do, where do they come from, and which unit does what? Well... First things first is we got to go through the strength of the army and its actual command structure. So a grand army is based of ten systems army plus an additional three million with the supreme chancellor and commander in chief. 
Then there's the systems army. The systems army is basically comprised of two sectors army, which is men made out of 294,912 men, led by a high Jedi general council, uh, a high Jedi general which is a member of the council. These sector armies are are made of four corps, which basically are comprised of 147,456 uh, 147, men, led by a senior general, uh, Jedi general, which is basically a Jedi master, such as you know, Kit Fisto and all that. Then you've got, of course, your core, which is based of four legions, or a total of 36,864 troops, led by a clone marshal commander and a Jedi general. These legions, or brigade, are based of four regiments, and they're made of 9,216 9, troops, led by one senior clone commander and a Jedi general. So, right now, you know, like for one sector army, we're up to two Jedi generals to basically cover a lot of a lot of clones. Uh, then you've got your regiments, which is a battalion of 2,304 troops, led by a Jedi Padawan commander, uh, such as we can see basically in uh, you know, the Republic Commando book. He's learning how to deal with the troops. Uh, then your battalions are made of four companies, 576 troops, uh, led by one major commander. The companies are made of four platoons, which is 144 men, led by one captain. A platoon is a considered is comprised of four squads, 36 troops, led by one lieutenant, and a squad is basically nine troopers, led by one sergeant. So, for those of you who have ever seen uh, the incredible HBO series Band of Brothers, you can actually now you know comprehend a little bit better the structure of and chain of command that goes up in basically all of the armies. Because I would say, and I might be wrong, I want to say I might be wrong, but this looks a lot like, you know, the general structure of the U.S. Army. Yeah. So. And got, the Padawans are like second lieutenants. Yeah. So like that. So, on top of that, you also have the Special Forces, which are, of course, Republic Commandos, Hard Troopers and stuff. Such like that and such. So the Special Operation Brigade, aka Sabdi, is made up of ten battalions of five thousand men, commanded by Jedi General Arlegan Zay. They're made up of ten commando groups by one year after the Battle of Geonosis, because at the Battle of Geonosis they lost about, I think it's five thousand men. That's it. In terms of commandos. In terms yeah. of Arc troopers or public commandos. 10,000 Republic Commandos were sent to Geonosis and about 5,000 came back because they were used as infantry. I see. Instead of special ops. So they pretty much got their ass kicked because they had no objectives except like stand in the line of fire and, you know, protect that terrain. And they got meat grinded. So back to the special forces... Uh, after the, the, the Sabdi, you've got the commando groups, which is based of, uh, basically made out of 500 men or five companies. Uh, it's the equivalent of a regular army battalion commanded by a junior general, uh, Barden Jusik, who's a Jedi Knight. Uh, you have a company, which is 100 men or five troops, a troop of 20 men or five squad, and the squad is basically five men, uh, four men, sorry. 
So, you know, that's 5,000 men. That's that's basically... Just the Republic Commandos? Just Republic Commandos. That's... That's a lot. That's a lot of that's a lot of Republic Commandos. How many ARC troopers are there? Uh, basically, in terms of ARC troopers, about I have to refresh my memories, but there's a there there's about a hundred one hundred uh, ARC troopers that were trained as ARC troopers. Okay. And breed as such, uh, they kept a few aside for special, you know. Caminoans uh, experiments and all that, but they, they they basically tried the the first attempt at cloning Django Fett resolved in six diseased and malfunctioned clones. Jeez, they totally missed it. So then they went to the gene factory and they had fun with it, and out of that they basically came up with the regular clone. Cool. But you know what? We s- we know of two squads of Republic Commandos. Omega Squad and, uh, and uh, Delta Squad. Delta Squad. There would be twelve twelve hundred fifty squads. That's a lot of squads. That's a very whole lot of squads. But when you put it like in a you know galactic scale, it's not that big. Exactly. It's the probably thing like is that one set you of commandos. might have like Delta and Omega Squad might be part of the same battalion. Yeah, they are. And then there might be multiple. Bata- there probably there more. There are multiple battalions. Yes, there are. There are ten so battalions. So you could be, you could be Alpha. You could be like Alpha in battalion, battalion B, A, yeah, battalion one, and then you know First there battalion, are probably second battalion several ones. Delta squads. Yes, there are. Okay. Whew. So, what do you know about the order of battle? The what? The order of battle. Nothing. The army, which was actually split into different separate order of battles, there were the regular forces and the special forces. That's basically that. Which that's what we were just talking about. And it's very like intelligent in that way that everybody actually almost well, everybody always has to report back to you know Chancellor Palpatine in order for something to happen. Except in some very, very tense occasions where they basically have to just take up their 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 stuff and you know survive. So, in all the specialization of the the clones, here there are: you got the clone troopers, clone trooper captain, and the clone trooper commanders, all of which are basically trained together. But the clone trooper captains and commander receive special training by ARC troopers. In order to be able to lead their squads, uh-huh. you have the clone scuba, scuba trooper, the clone commando, the advanced recon commando, which is basically the art trooper. Yeah. Uh, you have the art captain, which actually is one of the alpha clones, and the null arc and the null arc captains. Which what are the null? The null arc are basically the 101st ones that were made and trained by all the the Mandalorians mercenaries. Okay. You have the bark troopers, which are the speeder bike scout trooper that we know in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the clone trooper pilots, the clone shock troopers, the scout troopers, the ATRT drivers, which is my favorite miniatures to play with. Um, wouldn't the scout troopers 
be the same as the Bark Troopers. Bark and Scout and ATRT drivers actually are almost the same, except that, you know, to be a Bark Trooper, you get to get, like, the special training to be able to fly those things. And same thing for the ATRT, where the Scout will actually have more uh, of a training into being subtle. And, you know, getting... With white armor. With white armor, that's right. Getting close to enemy lines without being seen. Well, there's actually different variations of armor that came to be with time, you know, as as uh, as it turned out, and you'll 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 learn about that later. Uh, you got the cold assault trooper, the lancer trooper, the jet trooper, the clone assassin. Oh, I love the jet trooper. <laughs> the clone trooper grenadier, the clone heavy weapon specialist, the covered hops trooper, the stealth trooper, the republic shadow trooper, and of course, then you've got the Jedis and the training sergeants, Mandalorians, and all that. Alright. So, what kind of, you know, there's there's a lot of things in there. What kind of weapons and, you know, vehicles and all that can a clone carry? That's a lot of things. Right? Uh, they carry obviously. I know they carry grenades, uh-huh. um, a pistol, and a rifle. Okay. They also have their suit, which has a lot of junk in it. Yeah. What is it? What, what's the gun that they carry? The rifle. The DC-15. DC-15. DC-15 is the actual the standard issue rifle. Republic Commando have a variation of that, which is a DC-17. But there's also a DC-17 pistol which is a variation of the DC-17 rifle, but without all the attachments on it. And that's what's being... Uh, that's what's actually being carried by, I believe it's Commander Bakara. So, cool. Nice little things to know. Well, the basic kit is uh, made of the self... Well, the self-sufficient infantry clone soldier was issued a DC-15 rifle, or blaster, two Mersan V1 thermal detonators, two concussion grenades... An ECD, which is basically an anti-droid grenade, mm-hmm. and a personal med pack containing sent flesh and bactin, just in case they get burnt. The DC-15 rifle was used so effectly, effectively at Geonosis that it could demolish a super battle droid at 200 yards, and the same blaster, which actually is a rapid-fire direct assault weapon, was a short-stuck repeater used by troops on special assignment. The old but reliable grenade, the Mersin Thermal Detonator, was used by both clone and droid armies, although Mersin denied selling arms to the separatists. And the Blastek ECD grenades were built to disrupt droid neural networks, but also had the unfortunate tendency to backsplash and momentarily disrupt Phase 1 and Phase 2 clone helmets. Although most platoons had at least one clone medic, and all soldiers carried Synflesh and Bacta for minor first aid, and the clone armor body glove could keep all but the most catastrophic injuries contained until medics arrived. Because it's very tight. Yeah. Because it's very tight, that uh, the black suit. And you know what? We learned about the medics in the uh, Medstar Medstar books. Freaking awesome books. A very good... uh, Do you you have any idea? I'm sure the producer would know that. Mm -hmm. Because he knows all about books. But how many books have been written about the Clone Wars? Ooh, I'd say at least 15. Or during the Clone Wars period. At least 15. And still, some are being written right now. We're still waiting for Triple Zero. Yes, that's next true. story of uh, Omega Squad. Well, 
There's a bunch. There's a bunch, actually. I know. Uh, Okay. So now we're going to go into the basic uh, troopers that you actually see in the movie. uh, You know, in episode 3. So, Commander Cody was... uh, He's basically sent to... uh, I'm going to go basically into that article. Uh, When the newly qualified ARC commanders are... Went into the field for the first time They began to personalize their armor And they began to add kits such as the Arkema And Pauldron as well as Peripheral, peripheral like micro binoculars You know the, What you see basically in episode 3 With the pals and all that On the helmets and all the new kits you see in episode 3 That's because the clones needed those things To be added to their, uh, their helmets Clone Commander Cody and others allowed their assistant and honored soldiers to wear ARC armor as well. These ARC commanders also instituted battlefield promotions to reward bravery and loyalty and maintain troop morale. Because, you know, on the battlefield, sometimes it can be, you know, sad. You lose your brothers. Even though the clones were pretty much, you know... Well, that's just some other guy who died. Probably going to replace him with another dude coming out of the tube, so... No big deal. But after some time... Well, yeah, there are some clones who... Like, if you read the Menstar books, there are clones that start to develop emotions and it blurs lines between, like, for the particular character in um, Menstar. The main character has a hard time believing if they're human or are they not. You know, the clones obviously feel. So, what does it mean? That's right. And... um, to make a distinction, a, a really big distinction between like art troopers, public commandos, and the regular clones, art troopers have ninety percent of uh, Django Fed's blood into them. Public commandos have seventy-five percent, and the clone troopers have about sixty percent. All the rest is genetically modified, you know, tendencies and making sure that. Uh, the, the, the troops are fit and they're intelligent and they can react to whatever drops onto their knees. And that was actually added by the Kiminoans after a few experiments, <laughs> I'm certain. But to go back to Commander Cody, the often led the 212th Attack Battalion and Commander Greer of the 41st Elite was known to take the Sarlacc Battalions A and B uh, because each legion has only one senior clone commander. Smaller regiments and battalions were sometimes led by clone commander as well. Uh, when it, the Jedi t- needed a detachment of clone troopers, no matter how small, clone commander usually accompany, accompanied him or her. This tradition of personal escort turned efficiently deadly when Order 66 was given. For those of you who can remember, Episode 3. Not that far away. No. And for those of you who haven't bought the DVD three weeks ago, Go do it now. It's like four weeks now. Is it? Yeah. Already? What the hell is your problem? Wow. Time sure flies by. It sure does, man. So, the Jedi were also free to reassemble the, the core and sector armies into fleets, such as Coruscant home fleet, uh, from time to time. Of course, you have all those special units that came, came up to be, uh, because when the Grand Army spread across the galaxy, the Ark Commanders and Jedi Generals soon saw the need for specialist battalions and divisions. The Galactic Marines, an officially a core division of the Outer Rim Sector Army, were established under Commander Bakara and General Ki Adimandi as a rapid reaction force. 
Commander Gree's 41st Elite quickly became known as an hostile terrain specialist, as well as alien recruitments and counterinsurgency experts. A small group of specialists, Squad 7, was formed by Alpha 17 to accompany ranking Jedi of any type of mission. The squad comprised the best cross-terrain arc commanders, pilot marines, sea troopers, demolition specialists, and snipers, and accompanied Obi-Wan and Anakin on several missions. Commander Cody and Oddball often led the squad, although Major Jarir, CD-43, handled the squad's day-to-day operation. He basically was a pencil pusher. So, the Galactic Marines are the ones you see shoot on uh, Coyote Mundi in Episode 3. They're the one that looks just like the Snowtroopers, but they're, they got the red armor. That's kind of funny. But there were the, the the 41st Elite group was basically the first one to develop the uh, the mesh that protected their their helmet and that could actually protect them protect them from sand, uh, snow, or any other form of you know air contaminant, which is a very good thing. The uh, the Lan- the Lancer Battalion, which was developed in the age of advanced turbolaser and ion cannons. Sending troops to physically engage the enemy in close-quarter battles still had value. The Republic maintained several battalions of clone lancers, with Verpine power lances and Aratec 105K's lancer bikes. To engage the droid armies in the unconventional attacks, Mozart commanders deployed their troops in unimaginative but immense columns of infantry, which enabled the lancer battalions to slice through the ranks and enable the Republic's turbolaser batteries time to pummel more ardent targets. And we've seen that happen in the first volume of the Clone Wars, for those of you who remember, on Munilist. And it's pretty deadly. You know what? Good what? job. What? For the Jedi Journals. Think about that. That's, that's good. That's really good. So, uh, you got some special units divisions who actually made their uh, their mark during the wars. Uh, 327th Star Corps fought at the Battle of Geonosis and have remained active ever since. Their name was derived from the action they engaged in the Outer Rim, never seen Coruscant, and rarely stationed in one place for more than a week. 327th had seen action on New Ulstis, Angor, Felucia, Anzat, and Droman Kaas. Ayla Sekiro was assigned to the Corps after a mission to Hippery, Forge a close relationship with Commander Bly. Due to his art training, Bly had misgivings about Ayla's Jedi way of doing things, but over time he came to understand her strategies. And uh, the Galactic Marines, which were the ones who followed uh, Coyote Mundi, uh, they were the 21st Nova Corps of the 4th Sector Army. 4th Sector Army was basically the Outer Rim. Uh, under the leadership of General Coyote Mundi and Commander 1138, aka Commander Bakara, and 21st Nova was made independent and became known as the Galactic Marines. Deployed at Ranvar, Argonai, Buzzpity, and Megiddo, the Marines specialized in boarding and capturing enemy starships as well as planetary assault. The Marines were distinguished by their distinctive visor gear, a synth mesh designed to keep out sand, snow, ash, and airborne fungus. Gara was one of the most outspoken and independent of the ARC graduates. The 41st Elite. Uh, they were a region of out of out of Ninth Assault Corps, under the command of Luminara Underly and Commander Gree. They specialize in long patrols on alien planets, often operating in primitive and grueling conditions. 
In Hearts and Minds, operations to forge alliances with native populations. Commander Gui became an expert on alien species and customs. 41st maintained a large armory with standard phase 2 armor, as well as scout armor for jungle duty. They also pioneered the use of ATRTs and juggernauts for reconnaissance, as well as infantry charges. And the phase 2 armor is basically a camo armor. The one with the, the suspenders. Just like you see on Kashyyyk in episode 3 with Master Yoda. Mm-hmm. Say yes. Yes. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, some of the most... Uh, We've all heard of the Venator class and, you know, uh, cruisers, but there are basic, and the Acclimator class as well, but there are two workhorses of the Grand Army of the Republic, the LATC and the Republic dropships. The LATC cargo transport, uh, also known as Lardy, uh, as many clones called it, was deployed in the Battle of Geonosis. The ship's main, main function was to lift and deploy non-repulsor vehicles as large and heavy as the ATTE. But the bay could be stripped to take up to 50 clone troopers. It became a welcome sight on the battlefield as a, uh, as a Kasavak vessel, which is basically a casualty evacuation vessel. Republic dropships CR-20 and CR-25 uh, were basically adapted from by the Corellian Engineering, uh, Engineering Corporation. Uh, CR-20 based on the Tri-Engine Republic cruiser as a light-speed capable dropship, smaller than an acclimator and bigger than a gunship. CR-20 and its counterpart, the CR-25, allowed low-volume troop movement through hyperspace and to ground targets. Republic Commandos and Galactic Marines favored the CR-25, which added cargo space for 4 to 8 LATI gunships, and add a special defensible port to 0G space debark, which is what you basically witness in, uh, I believe, Clone Wars Volume 2. Uh, when there's the attack on Coruscant, you can see Master Sacetine just basically taking over another uh, spaceship with all his troops. So, uh, who are the heroes of the Clone Army? Well, you've got Captain Fordo, which is uh, Arc 77. He led ten lieutenants in an emergency rescue of several Jedi at Ipri. You have Commander Bakura, who was originally trained by one of the few non-Metalorian extor- instructors next tournament protector named Court Davin from the Concord Dawn system, and that's why he was so, you know, different than the other Arc Troopers, because he wasn't basically trained in the Mandalorian ways, he was trained into the Concord Dawnian way. Um, he was uh, basically, he made a close relationship with Commander Neo, however, and the two soldiers developed special tactics and attack patterns for use with the new Bark speeder bikes. Of course, you have Sergeant Fox, CT-000-1010 uh, was stationed on either Carson or Syntax-1 with the 501st. Uh, Fox, uh, fascinated by the journeyman protectors of Concord Dawn and longed for the, war, uh, for the war to be over. He worked frequently with planetary security and established patrols in the other city to monitor possible terrorist activity. As a result, he had significant exposure to human and alien civilians and the rhythms of life outside of the clone army. Commander Devise who was flash-trained as a captain and assigned at to the 327th Star Corps as leader of K Company during the Battle of Geonosis. His battalion, Ogbat, was ordered to match directly into the withering fire of the separatist spider-droid column. Ogbat was almost completely wa- wiped out, and the Vesk risked his life to stay behind in a shallow bomb crater 
tending to two critically injured soldiers. For three hours, they defended their position as monstrous spiders droids passed over their heads. As the Kazakh team arrived, his men were rescued, and the vice received a medal and, of course, a new command. He became a shock trooper. Yes, yes. Captain Jag J. Galar, uh, part of the famed CT-5 batch, 10 commander. Uh, J. Galar proved to be an able and aggressive pilot, but his destiny was to was to lead, not to fly. Commander 127 gunship wing at Geonosis, but was demoted and disgraced during a tragic retreat at Katrasi. His bravery and talent were recognized by General Plo Koon, who drafted the captain as a test pilot for the new ARC-170. Jack took the craft with gusto and turned Incom's odd snub nose into a fierce war machine. Jack was flying his wingman for Plo Koon, heading an arc wing over Kato Nimodia when Order 66 was given. He's the one that shot Master Plo Koon. So, what is to remember and to be known about the Grand Army of the Republic. Well, here's a few fo- footnotes. Hey, they all turned on their Jedi. Yeah, they did. They're bastards like that. But here's the thing. Of all the questions that have been asked about the Grand Army, of the one that was provoked the most debate is, al- is always this one. Why did the Grand Army obey Order 66 and wipe out its Jedi commander, largely without protest or hesitation? Why do you think? Why did they do it? Because they have a gene thing. They have a gene inside them. They have to be loyal to policy. Mm-hmm. Well, there were some records that were salvaged from Camino that showed that no genetic coding was used to implant obedience to disorder. The efficiency with which disorder was carried out was due to a genetic predisposition to be highly disciplined, and so to follow orders. That was developed and reinforced by rigorous training. The clones were trained to put the personal feelings, fears, and needs aside and to obey their superiors instantly. Training familiar to soldiers throughout history that made them the most efficient army in the galaxy, ironically it also sealed the fate of their Jedi commanders. In the words of Sergeant Carl Skirata, who's the one who also personally trained Omega Squad, if you sharpen life to its limits, you run the risk of cutting your own hand. The knife has no choice but to be as sharp as you made it. Ouch. There you go. So, what is the Orbat? Uh, the Orbat with names is a note that divisions numbered not necessarily correspond to army population. There are no t- 326 star corps before the 327th. Numeric designators are coded for internal Grand Army Republic Orbats char. Uh, who's talking to me? Yeah, <laughs> um, we've got uh, we've got System Lord Gamblor who's telling us that not all the Jedi turned against their uh, their. Um, not all the clones turned against the Jedi. Yeah, not well, that is true. But mostly they did. Most of them did, but there are a few ones who didn't because they didn't have to actually, you know, answer Order sixty six. Uh, Town Squad, the nine clone troopers, Surge, uh, clone troopers, Sergeant Green. Uh, 2nd Platoon as 4 Squad, uh, 32 Troops, 4 Medics, the Lieutenant Barr, CT-41. Back the Company is a four, uh, has 4 Platoons, with Captain Taito at its head. Agbad Battalion has 4 Companies, with uh, Major 12. The 101st Regiment has 4 Battalions, with Jedi Panawan Daniawara. 7th Legion, the 4 Regiments, uh, 
of one senior clone commander Aden, C-T-A-T, with their head. The, the 327 Star Corps as four legion clone marshal commander Bly, and said, and Jedi Ayla Secura. And the uh, system army Alpha as two sector army. The I, which is basically commanded by I Jedi General Mace Windu. And the Grand Army as 10 System Army, additional 3 million plus minus, and Supreme Chancellor. So, that's the basics of the Clone Army. Yeah, so the rank by color is if you have no color, you're a trooper. Yeah. And then if you're light green, you're a sergeant. Blue, you're a lieutenant. And you command, uh, well, if you're a sergeant, you command um, squad, a squad of. Squad, you command squads made of nine troopers. Blue is lieutenant, uh, commands platoons made of 36 troops, four squads. Red is a captain, commands companies made of 144 troops, four platoons. Yellow is commander, um, leads regiments of clones, 2,304 in total, 16 companies into battle. And then, you know, there's the notable commanders, which you all mentioned right there. It's a really big army. And that's just like the normal clone troopers. It's it's a big army. But the, the, what the problem is they have a lot of um, commanders. They have a lot of uh, officers in their army. That's right. So, why do you think that the UN army was created? But there's a problem with this math. What math? With the math and the thing right here. Because... Uh, a sergeant is part of its part is part of his squad. Yeah. So wouldn't that make ten to a squad? No, and it's actually nine. Nine. So yeah. he commands eight. He commands eight. Eight. Okay. Can't make sense. I'm stupid. No, you're not. It's okay. I am. <laughs> you just cry. You just never been into the military, which is totally okay. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that's it. The, um, where was I? Here. Um, the, uh, the Grand Army of the Republic was actually created by, of course, you know, Palpatine and... Saifu Diaz. Saifu Diaz. Ah. Did he really create the Grand Army? Who knows? Who Will knows? we ever know? I think, I think it was Darth Tyrannus. I think it was Darth Tyrannus? I'm sure it was Darth Tyrannus. Uh, Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas supposedly ordered the creation of the army, but it was actually part of a plot concocted by Darth Sidious to craft an army for the Sith Lords. Through the clone troopers uh, f uh, fought for the Galactic Republic under the Jedi leadership during the Clone Wars, the army was turned against the Loyalists and the Jedi when the Galactic Empire was formed at the war's end. Chancellor Emperor Palpatine wielded ex executive control over the army and transformed it into I the Imperial Army, the Stormtrooper Corps, and the Navy of his Galactic Empire. The, um, the, the very fun thing to look at right now in the comics of Dark Horse is the Republic sections. Uh, and you've got all, you know, different uh, new guys coming in. And they're just hunting the, Jet the Jedi's now. And it's very scary because they're being very, very good at it. And uh, we're introduced with some new commanders, uh, such as Commander Keller, which we see in the latest uh, Republic 
issue of the Dark Horse Star Wars comics, and it's it's fairly they're 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 becoming more and more violent. So, what kind of uh, of ships can can be seen into the uh, the, the the Grand Army of the Republic? Well, obviously we have um, the Arc One Seventy. The Arc One Seventy, my favorite. It's not my favorite though. It's like a precursor to the X Wing. Yes, it is. Like an X Wing with two uh, two plates, you know. Um, Three. There's. You're right. Two, there's, there's a gunner a in the back. There's a gunner. And uh, the Arc One Seventy is one of them. The uh, Alf, the the V Wing fighter, is another one. Uh, the V-Wing fighter is uh, actually seen during the Battle of Carson, but very, very briefly. Uh, I'm coming up with all of them. Of course, there's the Jedi interceptor that you that you see during uh, during uh, Episode Two, and then of course the evolution, which is the Jedi interceptor, which you see in Episode Three. And these ships have been actually, you know. Uh, Used with uh, by the the clones to begin with, and they were tested by such such uh, pilots as Plo Koon, and then they were you know given to the Jedi's because they were really great one man ships. Uh, the V nineteen Torn Starfighter can be seen in the Clone Wars. Uh, they're the prototype of the Slain and Corpel V nineteen Torn Starfighters. They were the first introduced in the Battle of Genosis having proven their worth as an assault fighter with exceptional speed and manu- maneuverability they quickly produced the V-19s to add to the arsenal of the growing clone army and um, they're the one that looks like that look like the uh, Lambda class shuttles so that's a whole bunch of ships and these guys of course are transported into some uh, into the Eclometer class assault transport and the Venator class assault cruisers and I'm being linked here that's funny let's go there the Eclometer class assault ship is 752 meters long and it's a relative to the uh, Star Destroyer the Eclometer was the first capital ship designed for use with the Republic's clone army Unlike the Star Destroyer, the Eclometer, nicknamed the Republic Assault Ship, was not designed as a space combat starship or even a cruiser, but it was designed as a heavily armored and armed troop transport for planetary bombardments and surface landing. The Eclometer was designed by Kewood Drive Yards, the wealthiest starship builder in the galaxy, and owned many other important starships builders like Kewood System Engineering and Rotana Heavy Engineering. It was Kewood's Rotana Yard that produced many of the Eclometers along with the almost of all Republic's grounds units used during the Clone Wars uh, because they were the only ones that were actually contacted by the community ones to, you know, make something that that could be used by these guys in order to fight and all that. So, that was good. Then, of course, you've got the Venator, Venator class and the, uh, the the Venator class is basically the smaller one that we see in episode 3 coming all the way back yes yes what are you doing I'm waiting for you to 
nudge? Do you yes. Say? Yes. Okay. So, in terms of ground uh, vehicles, you have the LATI, which is a low altitude assault transport for infantry. The ATHI, which is the high altitude, which is a space assault transport for infantry. LATC, which is low altitude assault transport for cargo. ATTE, which is the all-terrain tactical enforcer. Uh, the ATPT is the all-terrain personal transport. Um, ATRT, which is the all-terrain reconnaissance transport. And the SPHAT, which is a self-propelled heavy artillery turbo laser. Uh, that can be seen during the Battle of Geonosis. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what wonders you the most about the Grand Army? Right. I, I, I just love the armor. It's all about the armor. It's all about the armor? It's so cool. I, I like the Republic Commando armor the best. That or the clo- that, that or the arc. The arc? Why? Because he's wearing a skirt. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right. So, for those of you who would like to learn more about the Grand Army of the Republic, yes. Okay, Gambler is actually asking us some questions in the chat room. So stop chatting with your girlfriend. Pay attention to the chat. Oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, so stupid question, but are the Stormtroopers, etc., all clones in Episode 4, 5, and 6? No, they aren't. Uh, after the... What the... After the... Uh, after I'm Episode sorry, 3, they were... The after, the, after Episode 3, they were basically... Um, they basically opened, uh, you know, uh, galactic... Imperial Academy. academies, and they started recruited from actual people because the clones, you have to remember, have a sh- very short life of about three to five years at the top of it all. So right. by the time that the Clone Wars are over, pretty much all the clones were going down. Yeah, they're pretty much dead. They were designed to be three to five years, but you know they can be lasting a little bit longer. True. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of them are clones, some of them aren't. They did seek out new donors, like uh, you can see in later novels that um, the Empire uh, cloned uh, Baron Suntirfell. Yeah. Much later on. But yeah, still, they still cloned him. Um, anybody else has got a question? I just lost, I just lost what's been happening in the chat for the past like hour. Well, not much has happened, Sebastian. You're the you're the heart of the chat. I'm the heart of the chat. Not oh. really, but anyway, we'll let you think that. See, I didn't believe you. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. So there were a lot of folks who uh, dropped by into the forums. Uh, Jedi Sun tells us I know in some of the Clone Wars comic books that the Arc Trooper have mind of their own, not like the rest of the clones. There's a part in one of the comic books, not sure what number, but Anakin says. He's not just a clone, he's an arc trooper, a prototype super soldier, just one step removed from Django Fett. The Jedi who is working with them says, let's hope he doesn't lose his head as easily. I just think that that last part was funny. Well, it is kind of funny, when you think about the way Django Fett died, but 
in honor to the, the, the great warrior that he was. It's not really funny. Uh, he also posted a very nice picture of the uh, the, the clone, the, the, the arc troopers, and the, basically a battalion of clone, uh, well, a squad of clone, basically co- coming down on, uh, I don't remember, I think it was, was it Munal? No, it wasn't Munalist. Or the first sight, uh, General Grievous. Uh, what planet is it on? It's in Volume 2, and it's... I forget what planet it is. But basically at the beginning of, of uh, Clone Wars Volume 2 with the really cool-looking Shark with Republic the gun. gun. The Shark Republic gunship. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. And yeah, with the chain gun. So that, that was funny. Uh, Vader lives forever if you pick up Star Wars Insider 84. Uh, there's a very detailed look at the army for how many of the battle units heroes of the Clone Wars and specific w- on weapons what became a clone army in the end so that can be checked out and he actually uh, posted a very n- like the very nice images of all the Star Wars insiders and of the actual you know articles and all that uh, the red arc trooper is Captain Fordo arc 77 during Clone Wars he led a multi multi clone task force the Munalist 10, a squad of two arc lieutenants and seven infantry clones to capture a separatist artillery and placement at Munalist. For that operation, he was given the title Task Force Commander, not a rank, but a title. He is the one uh, you see all through the Clone Wars, Star Wars animated series, and the one that rescued Coyote Mundi from Grievous. He's also the one that you that uh, he uses as the editor. So... Uh, Jedi Simon posted a great uh, picture from the one of the comic books where Alpha and Anakin talk. And what do they say? Um, Anakin asks, Does it bother you that the other Jedi just call you the clone? No, it's what I am. Well, it bothers me. Uh, I need to call you something else. You need a name. No, I don't. I already have a designation. Really? What is it? A-17. That makes you sound like a like a droid. What does A stand for? Alpha. The code we use the code used for prototypes. We were all part of this of the Alpha batch. Yep. And the funny thing about that scan is that you can take a look at the armor of uh, you know Alpha Seventeen, and he looks a very muscular guy. He's huge <laughs> under the armor. It's, it's, you just like you know shake his hand, and he, basically yours is crushed. He's huge. <laughs> what is it? What's going on in the chat? So, uh, Jedi Simon also made uh, also posted a very nice picture of the, a poster he made uh, back when episode three was coming out, and uh, he, he he actually offers to you know send send them to people. They're eleven by seventeen, and uh, they're basically. Of Commander Fox, is it Commander Fox? I believe it's Commander Fox. Uh, basically, an arc trooper with you know the visor, the visor, micro Yeah, the micro binoculars on, on his helmet, and uh, Executor Order sixty six on it. It's red and yellow, so somewhat of a target. You can actually, if you, if you're a Jedi, you know, you can target practice on that. So, yes can be fun. Yes, yes. Alright. What else can be said about this wonderful clone army? Well, I think it's interest 
it's important to point out that they you never like they're all the same person underneath and what does that really mean? How can the galaxy just go along with it? Like instantly, boom. It's like, ooh, there's an army that comes out. What do you know? Yeah, and it's like we don't even know where it comes from. The government didn't even know about it. Yeah. The Jedi didn't even know about it. So what happened? Where's it come from? How's it going? Is Ryan here? Yeah. Alright, so some funny behind the scene facts. The Grand Army of the Republic is actually the second armed forces in the prequels to be given the name Grand Army. The first was the Gungan Grand Army from the Phantom Menace, and no one has yet explained uh, Lucas mentioned for using this term for his military organization, though it can be speculated that he was fond of the name of Napoleon's Bonaparte Imperial Armed Forces. Grand Army of or in France, in French, la Grande Armée. Kind of means big army. Yeah, it's a big fat army. You are just too weird. And I. Uh, also, the name Grand Army of the Republic used the same formalized language as armed forces during the American Civil War, 1861 to 1865. Uh, though the overall Union Army, also known as the Northern Army or Federal Army, was named simply. Its major units were given formal designation based on rivers. Thus, they were named Army of the Potomac, Army of the Ohio, Army of the Tennessee, and so on. One particular of the Grand Army of the West was commanded by General William Tecumseh Sherman during his march to the south, and it may be this that inspired Lucas as well as the Napoleonic model. The Confederate State Army, or CSA, named its unit after states or geographic regions rather than rivers, such as the Army of Northern Virginia and the Army of the, of the Peninsula, the Army of the Northwest. The ongoing references to the American Civil War may be one of Lucas' subtle way of utilizing the language of the actual Civil War to flesh out its own fictitious Civil War. This is likely also why he used the name Confederacy to refer to the breakaway segment of the Republic as opposed to some other name. I guess that would actually be a very nice and good question to ask George Lucas. Is he fond of the 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 the, the Civil War, the American Civil War? Huh. So, let's recap, shall we? Yeah. The uh, 212 Attack Battalion is led by Commander Cody and General Obi Wan Kenobi. The 327 Star Corps is led by Commander Bly and General Ella Secura. The 91st Reconnaissance Corps is led by Commander Mayo and General Stas Ali. The 41st Elite Corps is led by Commander Gree and General Yoda. The 501st Legion is led by Commander Apo and Hanakin Skywalker. The Galactic Marines are led by Commander Bakera and General Kai Adimandi. Uh, the 65th Homeworld Security Short Trooper Legion are led, are led by Commander Tyre. The, the, there's also the Sky Corps, which is basically, you know, the flying troopers, which is, they're, they're so very nice. Uh, they're specially trained troops, and they were jetpacks for aerial operations and combat. The troops of the Sky Corps carried the DC-15 DC blasters, which is the usual one. And, of course, there's the Clone Fight Squad 7, which is led by Commander Oddball. Which you see at the beginning of episode 3. Yes, we do. He's the one who gets killed in his Arc 170. 
Yeah, well. Clones are meant to be dead. <laughs> clones were... <laughs> it's like, yeah, we don't really care about them. We just need them as grind meat to keep the other guys busy while we, while we take care of their uh, leaders. Exactly. So, well, isn't that what you would do with clones? So they're basically just what you would call a distraction. Sandbags. Meat grind. Meat bags. Meat bags. <laughs> Flesh tubes. Flesh tubes. Flesh tubes. That, that's 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 not a bad one. So is there anyone else who has questions? Plastic wrapped flesh tubes. Uh, what do you think, Sebastian? No? Yes. No? What? No? No flesh tubes? No. You're stupid. Okay. So it was episode 20, 21. Oh, it, was it was episode 21. It's at the beginning of uh, season 2. Of course it's 21. Oh, okay. <laughs> THX1139 says, The shark gunship in Clone War was awesome. And the guy with the chain gun was cool too. Hells yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's just the the guy's coming up, you know, with the two and guns. He flips it over his head. That's flips the it most over his awesome head. spot. I loved the clone the clone troopers in the uh the animated series. It was just like fucking awesome. Um Yes. So Brian is gonna go fix the webcam now. So keep talking. So I'll be keeping and talking. Uh, yeah, from her, like the, the the Star Wars wiki has a lot of information about the Grand Army of the Republic. Uh, you'll find some more details on it in the latest, uh, not the latest, but the last Star Wars Insider, which is issue number eighty-five. In the latest uh, eighty-four, in the latest Star Wars Insider, which is issue number eighty-five, uh, you'll be able to uh, to read a story about Officer Pepin, who's basically the pilot of the shuttle of Darth Vader and uh, I'm actually going to look up the name of the story because I think we got it somewhere not too far I have it right here hold on a second I'll get it out for you do 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 Sebastian do you see War of the Worlds no I haven't seen War of the Worlds yeah don't a two edged sword is the two edged sword two-edged sword. It's very interesting. I, I can't wait to read it. Uh, me either. It's. Uh, Do you think we should get it autographed by Danny and Karen Travis? You okay? A lot. Of, I I hope like people won't slap me for saying this, but I'm I really want to buy one. Yeah. Have it signed by Danny and yeah. Karen. Yeah. And send it to Steve Sansweet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the funniest thing is. Danny's been in the army, so he actually yeah he actually is an officer. <laughs> no, he's not an officer. I think he is. No, he's not. Isn't he like a lieutenant or something? No, he's a so. communication officer or uh, communications in a battalion or in a squad. He's comms. He's comms. Cool. So oh, yeah, if ever right. we go to war, he's gonna be the guy carrying the phone. He's gonna be the one, the, one, the guy carrying the phone. That's right. And I'm gonna be dead. <laughs> you're going to be the first up front. Yes. And you're going to go, and I'm going to go, Brian! Medic! <laughs> I'm going to be the one with terminal cancer. You're going to shoot yourself in, in the leg just not, to, just not to come to war. 
admit it. I can't follow orders. I'm dyslexic. They <laughs> have yeah, very good medicine for for that, you know. Shut up. <laughs> A bullet to the head. <laughs> yeah. But of course, they they start by you know breaking each and every finger of your of your hands, and then they they keep uh, up with the knees. They make you suffer before sending you back home. I know. <laughs> so, what did we add in terms of? I'd just like to welcome Nova Joe. It's his first time listening live. He's usually listening to the podcast. So, welcome to the live show. It's very cool and happy. I hope you enjoy it. That's right. Uh, hey. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're gonna basically close the show on this. I think that's a very good idea. Do you know what we're doing next week, Sebastian? I do know. What is okay. it? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Da- Danny's basically <laughs> messaging me about the the whole uh, lieutenant like is is thingy. He was he was a private in the Canadian Army Reserve. So private. He's, he's really low. He's he's like a clone trooper. <laughs> I told you he wasn't an, an officer. He would have had to have been enlisted to be an officer. See, I had so many ideas about Bri- about Danny, but I was so wrong in the end. Well, for the next show, we're going to be talking about the Clone Wars. We we, we some, somewhat got like uh, a team going on for the past few shows now. We're doing uh, Clone Wars. Yeah. We're going to be reviewing the uh, Clone Wars Volume Two DVD. DVD. And we're going to be talking about the Clone Wars themselves, uh, some of the main battles, and all that. You know that. That good stuff. All that good stuff. That's right. All of what happened because there's there's more than just like what happens to Obi Wan and Anakin. There's a lot of going on. Lord. And we're going to tell you about the highlights. Oh yeah. And I do believe one of them is. Actually taking place in the Sesta's Deception. It is. It's Battle of Camino. Yeah. So, Star Wars Night Rank number 67 is going to be airing Tuesday, December 6th, 2005. It's next week. It is. At 7 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern, and uh, it's going to be about the Clone Wars. So if you've got any comments, any particular ideas you'd like us to mention or anything, feel free to like do so. like to be on the show. If you'd like to be on the show, let us know. That's right. I just realized something. Oh, well. Maybe next time. Uh, If you have any comments about the show, or that you would like to make suggestions for... uh, Upcoming shows? You can send it to studio at swendirect.com or leave us a message on our blog or our message board. To be a sponsor or a partner, send us an email at info at swendirect.com if you like this show it's just you talk about it to your friends people around you everyone that you think would be interested word of mouth is the best publicity we can have for our listeners bring a friend to the next show add your add the our URL to your message board signatures and other such good things and you can also vote vote for us at Podcast Island remember uh, Thursday is the first of the month so get us up there on the first what like Top, top 10 would be really cool I'll, 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 I'll settle for like top 20 Let's go, come on guys We can do it See, if I'm in top 50, I'm happy I think we're t- like 53 So, come on We're re- we're like We're pretty high up I, r- I remember I was looking at it the other day Alright 
I would like to take a second to thank our sponsors, FederationToys.com, Sitland.net, of course our web host, Simple-Net.ca, Sci-Fi Podcast Network at TSFPM.com, and all of our partners. I want to start with InTheBloodOnline.com, your new uh, reference for, you know, good ways of publicizing any ideas you might have into fun new productions or not. Star Wars Aficionados, PlanetFandom.com, hail to the fanboys and girls. HannikinAndHisAngel.com, Nerve-Herder-Anonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars references and actors who might actually be listening to us tonight, so hello if you are. It's been a while. FurryConflict.com, Trek Wars, the Furry Conflict Ojo drama. Million Falcon, Galactic Hunter, which are still keeping collectors on target. T-Bone Star Wars Universe and the Galactic Senate message boards. And, of course, StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Fan Audio, which can all be found over at StarWarsWithZ.com. And, of course, all these links and so much more is available over at our own website. And don't forget, we have a new section on our website. We've got a new section on our on our website. I was actually about to mention it. Uh, but first, don't forget to go vote to for, uh, for us on Podcast Alley. Will that MSN stop moving? <laughs> no. Okay. I lost it. And of course, uh, just to do like our friends from Star Wars Action News did, uh, we had a, fr- a Frapper map to our community section. So now if you go to the main page of Star Wars on Direct, there's no more Star Wars on Direct blogs, because I don't blog. I don't believe in blogs. Okay. Do you believe in blogs? Yes. Okay. They exist. <laughs> there is no internet. What's happening right now is only a, a, a fragment of your imagination. It's a, telepa- it's a telepathic message being sent to you by some weird governmental agency. Sure. I'm telling you. <laughs> and, uh, of course, speaking of Star Wars action news, I want to say uh, that, uh, yeah, that's it. We, were, we're basi- we basically have a frapper map now. So frapper. A frapper map. So go register and go like pinpoint exactly where you live and all that on that little Google Map thingy. And uh, it's going to be fun because I hope that there's going to be a lots and lots and lots of balloons. I want to see where you live. Well, not exactly with the address and all that, but it, w- it would be nice to know exactly where all over the world you, you guys are situated. Uh, the guys of Star Wars Action News actually also sent us a very nice uh, hello. Uh, they hope that everybody had a very nice and very filling Thanksgiving, surrounded by those that uh, you wish to see most. They also hope that you had a safe uh, savings and filled Black Friday in both your Star Wars and non-Star Wars purchase. Uh, there's a new show that's coming up from Annie and Marjorie, so you should uh, make sure to go listen to the Star Wars Action News. And uh, promises to be very, very fun in the coming months. We're going to be talking to those, uh, those fellows. And we're going to have fun with them. Because they're very good folks. Not in that way, Brian. <laughs> He's like smiling. What's no. up? <laughs> um, as a last note, I want to say hi to Mia Spooky Donnelly. Uh, she's a friend of, our, of uh, one of our listeners. And she's starting school tomorrow. Preschool tomorrow. First day of preschool. That's fun. So she's probably asleep right now. I hope so. Long day. Yeah, I know I'm tired. <laughs> I think we all are. So that's pretty much it. Uh, f- go to Frapper. I want to see where where everybody comes from. Listens to us. Totally. I, 
uh, I already made one, but then I messed it up, so I had to do another one. And, and this one's right. And this one's right? Yeah. The new one's okay? This one's right. So, great. This one's right. Okay. That's the important thing that you guys know. This one's, this, this, this one's right. I, I, I know how to spell. Not really, but... Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> is that's, this That's quite obvious. Is this why you'd rather be uh, a DJ more than a journalist? And having sure. to write down stuff? Yeah, no. I'd rather say shit. You'd rather say shit? Yes. Because when you write it down, it comes out weird? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, next show, next week, it's going to be about the Clone Wars. Please do come in. Please do listen to us, and please come and chat with us if you want about this wonderful subject. For all the crew here over at Star Wars on Direct Studios, this is Sebastian saying, see you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, and we actually have a new Ireland listener. There are two listeners in Ireland. Yeah. This is a quest. We've got a quest now. Well, we did it. We, we, we beat you, Gambler. Ha-ha. <laughs> there was more than one. Ha-ha, James. But we want, we want you guys, you know, to show up. There is a community. We're going to start up, like, a, a, fa- a fan force in Ireland, in Dublin. Yeah. Like, we're going to put our <laughs> fingers into it. We're going to mess around. We're going to become the Palpatine of Dublin fan force. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be funny. <laughs> All right. Well, see you next, next week, guys. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Be sure to visit www.swonzerec.com for more information about upcoming shows. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs.